KSA Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Happy Friday. Friday going into the weekend of the third weekend of Friday and the joyful weekend being the third, not the third weekend of Friday, the third weekend of Advent, <laughs> excuse me. And of course, Gaudetti Sunday coming up. Rejoice, I say rejoice always. A beautiful time of year. And Doug Keck will be along, speaking of great discussions and beautiful times of year, to tell us what is coming up in the EWTN calendar, because we have Advent and so many important events to mark, great programming to keep you in the loop of everything happening in the church. He joins us at 15 minutes past the hour. Fact check Friday at about 28 minutes past the hour. Oh my goodness, there's so much to talk about, and wow, uh, everything that many leading conservatives or conservative think tanks were claiming about what was happening with Twitter uh, back in 2020 and beyond, now is all being confirmed and affirmed that it was true, that it wasn't some right-wing conspiracy, but that these people at the top of these huge tech giant companies were literally working together with special teams on the inside to block information, to block any opposing view to what they were trying to put out on behalf of liberal candidates. This is frightening, brothers and sisters, and we need to know, as Archbishop Chaput always says, and as I say a gazillion times, because it's such a great quote, we need to know how the media works so they don't work on us, and they are working on us. They've been gaslighting us for years, and by the way, as I mentioned, gaslighting is the term or the word of the year from Merriam-Webster. Isn't that interesting? Anytime anybody raised any questions, for example, especially about COVID, not any conspiracy theory, but saying, hey... Well, what are you talking about when following the science? And what about some of the concerns being raised by some of the medical community and the Christian community about isolation and about the lockdowns? Well, then these people were shut down to the point where particular accounts were flagged by this team. And look, Elon Musk is no conservative and people shouldn't get the idea that he is like the new savior of the media. That's not what I'm saying. But at least now, information is starting to get out there for what so many people suspected all along. And those people who even raised those questions and concerns, they were gaslighted. They were told that they were conspiracy theorists, and they were Looney Tunes, and don't listen to them. It's, it's, it's not shocking, because it, it was pretty obvious to those of us who know how the media operate that something funny was going on that it wasn't just because of the way artificial intelligence works that they tried to tell us. We now know there is a whole team of people, especially at Twitter, working from the very top on down to suppress particular Twitter accounts, including those in the medical community who were raising some concerns about COVID and, of course, the whole issue with the Hunter uh, Biden scandal. Regardless of where one stands in politics, regardless of whom we support, and I'll talk about this more in Fact Check Friday. We should all agree that we can't make educated decisions if we don't have information, factual information, versus fantasy. And I also think it's a good time for us to sit back and say, oh boy, how did I allow myself to be abused by the media? 
to be misled by the media, to allow my fears, to allow my emotions, to just do a reaction as opposed to thinking and connecting the dots and asking the questions that need to be asked. I think it's a, it's a rude awakening for all of us, not just those who are running these uh, huge, huge technological corporations. So if we have time, I also may take a look at what's going on at the New York Times, which is very interesting as well. The same reporters who were gaslighting Americans who were raising concerns about inflation and were trying to say that it was our fault that we have inflation. And, oh, we're not really talking about inflation, as Nancy Pelosi said, we're talking about cost of living. Now these same reporters and editorial staff members of the Times are complaining, saying that they can't afford, basically, to live any longer on the salary the New York Times is paying them. And the New York Times management, barely even paying attention so far. I just said yesterday in an interview I did with Patty Armstrong on her program out in, um, where were we, Fargo. Uh, she's in Fargo. And I was telling people that the agenda of the media is ideology. They have their ideology, yes, that's huge. But just about equally as huge is the money agenda. And this is what we're seeing now with the New York Times executive staff. So if we have time for both those stories, hopefully if not, just talking about the latest developments with Twitter and a very interesting report from the Media Research Center regarding just how many stories were suppressed by the big secular press regarding the Hunter Biden laptop story. So that's coming up on Fact Check Friday. And then wrapping up with Father Robert Mateg, author of Christendom Lost and Found, a book of his published by Ignatius Press. He's a Jesuit priest lecturing worldwide on philosophy and theology. He's also a member of the National Ethics Committee on the Catholic Medical Association and host and producer of the radio show, The Catholic Current, on Station of the Cross. Always love catching up with Father. And he actually did a journal day by day, blogging and vlogging, and also just writing in general, keeping a journal about what he was seeing in the culture and how far the culture has gone astray. And he did this over a two-year period, I believe, and we'll talk about that with Father, which is about what the book is based so, because it'll be an interesting discussion. Weather-wise, not too much to report, except we could be getting snow in parts of the Midwest and then some heavy rain out west. Otherwise, pretty quiet around the country. Already six minutes past the hour. Let's get into the news on a Friday, heading into the third week of Advent already, and see what's happening. Catholic News Agency reporting this morning the U.S. House voting 258 to 169 to pass the so-called Respect for Marriage Act yesterday, sending it to Joe Biden's desk for his signature. A total of 219 Democrats, along with 39 Republicans voting yes on that bill, 169 Republicans voting against it, one Republican voted present, neither yes nor no, and four Republicans were recorded as not voting. The measure, which would repeal the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act and recognize same-sex marriages on a federal level, has drawn strong criticism from Catholic leaders, including bishops, for not providing strong enough protections for those who believe marriage is between one man and one woman, a belief in line with Catholic Church teaching. Yesterday, the Holy Father visiting the statue dedicated to the Immaculate Conception near Rome's Piazza di Spagna, or the Spanish Steps, for the first time in two years. In 2020 and again last year, the Holy Father privately visited early in the morning due to COVID and health restrictions. The statue of the Immaculate Conception sits atop a nearly 40-foot-high column dedicated back in 1857, three years after Pope Pius IX promulgated a decree defining the dogma of the Immaculate Conception of Mary, since 1953, it has been customary for popes to venerate the statue for the feast day. 
The Pope who actually gave us a dogma was the first to do so, walking nearly two miles on foot from the Vatican. And during the Angelus on the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of Our Lady, Pope Francis inviting Christians to entrust themselves to Our Lady, reminding us that Mary, the only human creature without sin in history, is with us in the battle, and she is our sister and mother. Just want to correct something I just said. It was actually Pope Pius XII was the first to actually venerate the statue back in 1953. In other news this morning, Trey Thomas telling us some Pentagon officials are very concerned that the Russian arms dealer who was released in a prisoner swap for WNBA star Brittany Griner on Thursday could go back to illegally trafficking weapons. Arms dealer Victor Boot was serving a 25-year prison sentence in the U.S. on charges of conspiring to kill Americans, delivery of anti-aircraft missiles, and aiding a terrorist organization. Pentagon officials worry that Boot could go back to fueling conflicts around the world. Boot is a former Soviet military officer who launched a cargo airline with a small fleet of planes in 1995. The brother of a former Marine still behind bars in Russia is calling on the U.S. government, meanwhile, to be more assertive. Paul Whelan's brother David releasing a statement after it was announced that the WNBA star had been exchanged for the Russian arms dealer. David saying he's thrilled for the basketball star that she's coming home, but his family found out this week that Paul would not be freed as well. David lamenting that time is Paul and ours enemy as parents are both over 80 years old. And his brother David says there are many cases of wrongly detained Americans around the world. Whether it's Paul in uh, Russia or Siamak Namazi in Iran or uh, Kylie or uh, Mark Swyden in China, uh, all of these cases are, are like trains running on parallel tracks. And uh, the solution of one doesn't actually, I don't think, impact uh, the solution in the other, even if they're in the same country. In other news this morning, Border Patrol agents in South Texas stopping a group yesterday of more than 700 illegal immigrants happening near a private ranch in the border town of Eagle Pass. They were mostly single men, and they were from Central and South America, Cuba, and the Dominican Republic. Agents also uncovered one dozen unaccompanied children who were along for the ride. Michael Kastner tells us Arizona U.S. Senator Kirsten Sinema leaving the Democratic Party. In an op-ed written for azcentral.com, Cinema announced she has registered as an independent. She said when she ran for the Senate, she pledged to be independent and work with anyone to achieve lasting results. She added, when politicians are more focused on partisan politics, the people who lose are everyday Americans. Cinema said she's joining the growing number of Arizonans who reject party politics by declaring my independence from the broken partisan system in Washington. Cinema's announcement comes just days after Democrats won a 51-49 majority after Senator Raphael Warnock won Georgia's runoff election. Kevin McCarthy's road to becoming House Speaker is not getting any easier. That's because Arizona Republican Congresswoman and Congressman Andy Biggs says he's running for the top job, but McCarthy called on his party to come together. I think it's important that Republicans find a way to come together. Um, how are we going to be able to govern together and move forward? Biggs tweeting he's running for speaker to break the establishment. He said many people on the left and right want California's McCarthy to be the speaker. Biggs also claimed McCarthy is showing a lack of leadership, and the current fight over a spending bill is one example of that. Mark Mayfield tells us more than a 1,000 union staffers going on strike at the New York Times. The more than 1,100 workers walked out at midnight, and it's the first protest of its kind since the late 1970s. The walkout is scheduled to last for 24 hours. The News Guild of New York, the union that represents journalists and other staffers, say some major desks could lose 90% of their workforce during the strike. The Times and the News Guild have been negotiating since the last contract expired in March of last year. 
Talk more about this, hopefully, in the uh, Fact Check Friday segment coming up in the second part of the show. A new Twitter update will let users see if they've actually been shadow banned. Twitter owner Elon Musk making the announcement yesterday. Musk tweeting, Twitter is working on a software update that will show your true account status so you know clearly if you've been shadow banned, the reason why and how to appeal. The term shadow ban refers to blacklisting an account without the user's knowledge. We're learning more about a class action lawsuit involving the tech giant Apple. Nayala Charles reports the suit alleges the company's AirTags are unreasonably dangerous products that can be used by stalkers. Saying in the suit they fear for their safety, adding that their stalkers use AirTags to track, harass and threaten them. Arguing the AirTag design is defective because it doesn't perform as safely as an ordinary consumer would have expected it to. The women from Austin, Texas and Brooklyn, New York, say they're suing on behalf of all those who were tracked by air tags without consent. They're asking the court to find Apple guilty of negligence, product liability, violating privacy rights and other consumer violations. The suit filed this week in San Francisco federal court. Air tags are battery powered devices about the size of a quarter designed to be used to keep track of your keys, your purse, backpack and other belongings. Five-time Grammy Award winner Celine Dion announcing she's been diagnosed with a rare neurological disease. Dr. Stephen Marcos of Hackensack, New Jersey, Marianne Health says symptoms include progressive muscle stiffness and painful spasms. There's also some risk that even the muscles that control singing and speech can be uh, affected by this disease. Dr. Marcos adding that the stresses of touring would also exacerbate symptoms as a result of the diagnosis. The artist has canceled and postponed some of her shows in the upcoming European tour. Lisa Taylor tells us 401k hardship withdrawals are hitting record highs. The Vanguard Group reports one half of 1% of people who have 401ks took a hardship distribution in October. While that number may seem small, it's the largest share on record since 2004. Vanguard says it's just one more sign households still feel the pinch of inflation. Meanwhile, inflation is lighting up the cost of your Christmas decorations. Christmas display retailer Aldic Home out of Los Angeles says prices for some items have increased by as much as 25%. Their artificial trees alone increasing by 10 to 12%. 15 minutes past the hour. I hope you're having a good Friday morning, moving into the third week of Advent already. Every week we find out what's happening on EWTN. We give you the inside look and update a scoop, so to speak. So you can save the dates and mark them down so you don't miss any great programming. Doug Keck joins us, as he always does on a Friday, up next. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically own shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care. 
Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for almost 20 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company, and it sent millions of dollars to thousands of pro-life charities. 5G coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. Live chat and a video introduction are available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Dr. Ray Garendi. When I've had enough. I ask parents, when do you decide to discipline? One of the most common answers is, when I've had enough. If discipline is designed to teach then we need to discipline before we've had enough. We need to discipline because the behavior's wrong, not because emotionally it's pushed us to our edge. Besides, when you get to when you've had enough, you're much more likely to yell and scream and say things that you have to go to confession for. So, the suggestion is, discipline out of principle, not emotion. Principle means because it needs discipline, and I'm going to do it when I'm calm. Emotion means I'm going to be moved to do it just because I'm mad. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. It is a Friday morning. Good to be with you on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Make sure you always check out what's happening. If you uh, can't jot down the information, don't forget these shows are archived. You can always go to EWTN.com for the programming schedule. Everything will be there. On the phone with us, Doug Keck, on a Friday morning for our Inside Word segment. Good morning, Doug. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, hey, how are you doing? Sorry about the phone, having a little uh, technical difficulty with our Comrex unit. But, hey, we're still live on the air, so we still have you. So what's happening coming up? Let's start with the weekend, because I can't believe we're already in the third weekend of Advent. Well, uh, this week we're kind of focusing, uh, continuing on Our Lady, rolling out of the Immaculate Conception right into the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Of course, and so uh, tomorrow we've got a uh, pontifical solemn high mass uh, coming from Our Lady of Gua- Guadalupe Shrine in La Crosse, Wisconsin, with the uh, His Eminence, and I mean eminent eminence, uh, Cardinal Raymond Burke. And it's actually going to be done in the extraordinary form, so uh, the people who were uh, enjoying or participating in that uh, version of the mass, per se, uh, that's uh, special that we're airing. Uh, tomorrow at noon, we've also got, uh, you know, Michael O'Neill, the Miracle Hunter, has a program called Guadalupe mm-hmm. Mysteries, Ooh. airing at 2 p.m. Uh, in the afternoon, and also 1531, a story is not yet finished, that's at 8 p.m., another program on Our Lady of Guadalupe, then we slide over to Monday, and we've got, of course, December 12th, and we've got several Masses, uh, one from Our Lady of the Angels in California, and, of course, we also have one coming from St. Peter's Basilica in Vatican City. And on Monday as well, uh, well, actually, I think it's going to be Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Uh, we, we are going to be uh, airing a very special program, and I will correct myself one more time, December 12th. 
It's witness to Providence, the annual Mother Angelica Award. And of course, we're doing it on that day because that's officially the day that actually EW10 was actually formed, even though it didn't launch on the air. It was formed on that day. Wow. And uh, so there's going to be an announcement uh, of who uh, the annual Mother Angelica Award winner is. Um, unfortunately, it's neither you nor me, so oh, I can't break the news. But uh, I, I, for I, crying people, out loud, <laughs> people <laughs> can check that out. For uh, somebody who's done uh, great work and following mother's footsteps uh, in evangelization, obviously through uh, media and other outlets. And uh, next week, uh, it's Catholic Scandinavia. Uh, some programs focusing on uh, the Catholic faith in Scandinavia and. Uh, Yesterday, we had our EWTN uh, kind of Christmas party, mm-hmm. and we had messages from all over the world, uh, Christmas messages from our team in Iraq, from uh, Ukraine, Norway, Sweden, Poland, Denmark, just to mention a few, of course, wow. that, Rome and everything. So it was always exciting, especially to see those um, the people, obviously, you know, who are uh, under threat in, mm-hmm. in Ukraine, um, you know, standing there and singing their Christmas songs. It, it really reminds you of how lucky we are to live in this country and how we take our, our, our freedom of religion and our freedom of, um, of faith uh, too much for granted. And if we don't pay attention enough, right. we're going to lose it. So anyway, yeah. EW10.com for all the programming. Obviously, we're rolling into uh, Christmas after that. Uh, as we continue through Advent, we'll have uh, some more programming. And, and reminding everyone, we've got uh, Podcast Central. where. So many of our uh, audio programs are available. And then, of course, we've got our on-demand page uh, if you missed any of our television programs. Mm -hmm. It must be, going back to the party that the celebration just had, seeing all those different messages from your teams around the world, it just must be so emotional, especially for you, Doug, because you've been with the network for so long. Yeah, it, it is clearly amazing, but, it, uh, you know, it's one of those things where why should we be surprised? Uh, everything Mother Angelica has done has been amazing, or let's use the word miraculous appropriately. Uh, and, uh, you know, one one foot forward with a, one foot in the air and a crazy feeling in your stomach, and you just keep moving along in God's direction and doors open, uh, and, and you just move through them. And, uh, you know, people are are, are are thirsting for the truth. Uh, I think we're lucky they hear it through EWTN's radio network. They see mm-hmm. it through our television network and our other outlets uh, now expanding on the web. But obviously, the ability for people to get the truth from a news perspective, whether it be on a wire service or long form in the register or through News Nightly, uh, Raymond Schill, and of course, In Depth, all different ways for people to connect to the faith and to realize, as we've talked so many times, you're not alone and you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Those are the two most important things I think for Catholics to realize. You're not alone. There's plenty of people just like you. And, right. and you're not crazy to believe everything you were taught as a kid because the reality is it's all true. Well, how about all of this coming out now? Because so many people were accused of being crazy or conspiracy theorists. Right. I'm going to mention this mm-hmm. in my next segment. Uh, regarding uh, what was going out there in the media, if you questioned anything, you were crazy. Right, right. absolutely, absolutely. And, and and it's very sad to find out that some of these kind of tinfoil uh, ideas that people poo-pooed are actually true. That's the really scary part. And the scary part is regardless of whether you are a Republican or a Democrat or a conservative or whatever, the scary part is simply this, that when security services 
get involved with what you know and don't know in a media format that you believe is free, you're really in trouble. Um, you know, so, and that's the part that I think is the scariest is mm-hmm. that there's been such a heavy handed coming from basically, uh, from what we can see, FBI and probably from others, uh, getting involved in politics, which they're not supposed to be. They are supposed to serve the country, not serve the Republican Party nor the Democratic Party or one particular person, one particular president or one particular leader. They're there to serve the American people, and we've always trusted that that was what they were doing. And uh, when more of this comes out, you realize how much politicization has taken place, I, I think especially, honestly, over the last 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part of it was an overreaction somewhat to the 9-11, and the other part has just been, I think, some uh, actually uh, uh, well-thought-out ways of trying to maintain power, because I hate to say it, as we know, uh, what was the devil's big complaint? I will mm-hmm. not serve. Mm-hmm. He wanted mm-hmm. to be in charge. He wanted to have the power. Well, that's the great attraction for people in this world. How much do you think Mother Angelica was uh, aware of that? I mean, in addition to wanting to catechize people, which was, I know, one of her, her main goals that she felt God was calling her to do, but how much of a sense do you think she had of where the media were going in terms of the lies and the misinformation of the bias? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she was totally aware of that. I mean, that's why many, uh, most of the time people say, well, why don't you have debates on your network? And Mother would say, basically, you can hear that everywhere. Right. What we want you to, we know what the truth is. Right. Our job is to tell people, it's already been decided, abortion isn't evil. It's It's evil. It's murder. Right. Yeah. We don't need to debate that and uh, other things like that. That's really Jesus. Yep. In the Eucharist. Doug, thank you so much. Great weekend. Appreciate it. We'll talk again next Friday. More truth coming your way right after the break. Father Bennett. Guadalupe Radio Network announces the launch of La Promesa Legacy Circle, formed to recognize and honor our dedicated donors who have made long-term commitments to the network through gifts from their estates. We invite you to join our family and allow us to be a part of your personal legacy. For more information on making a legacy gift for the benefit of the GRN and a guide to charitable estate planning, contact our friends at the Catholic Foundation at 972-661-9792 or info at catholicfoundation.com. Jim Tui was friend and legal counsel to Mother Teresa for 12 years before her death in 1997. 25 years later, his book about her life, To Love and Be Loved, a personal portrait of Mother Teresa, shares first-hand stories about the woman behind the saint, from how she dealt with worldly affairs to a detailed account of her death, online and in bookstores everywhere. To Love and Be Loved, a personal portrait of Mother Teresa, also available at agingwithdignity.org. That's agingwithdignity.org. The Treasures of the Church Exposition of Sacred Relics is coming to St. Anne Parish in Capel this Saturday, December 10th, beginning at 1 p.m. Over 150 relics will be on display for veneration, including relics of St. Anne, the Twelve Apostles, St. Joseph, St. John the Baptist, St. Mary Magdalene, and many more. The relics are presented by Father Carlos Martins of the Companions of the Cross. For more information and a complete schedule, visit treasuresofthechurch.com. 
The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. It's a Friday morning. It's 28 minutes past the hour. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. Good to be with you. It is December 9th, 2022. And picking up on where Doug left off in terms of talking about the importance of the media, Mother Angelica understanding that truth needed to get out there, uh, the truth of who we are, creating the image and likeness of God. And there's no debate on the human person. There's no debate on abortion. And I love what Doug said, that mother did. Look, you, you want to debate that, debate it somewhere else. It's not debatable. I mean, in terms of the truth of the human person, with the Catholic Church being the fullness of truth, we know what the truth is. And we need to proclaim it because the majority of the people aren't proclaiming it. And we keep seeing more and more evidence to that effect. Very interesting report that was actually released a couple of months ago, and we mentioned it earlier this year, by the Media Research Center, but ties into what we're seeing now with Twitter. So the Media Research Center did some research, pun intended, and they looked at how the mainstream broadcast media, I don't even like that term mainstream because they're not mainstream in terms of whom they're representing. They're not representing the general public where people feel on the issues, but that's their title. We're talking about the CBSs, NBCs, and ABCs and how they covered or did not cover the big Hunter Biden laptop story that broke before the election in 2020. And they looked, starting in 2020, and going all the way to April of this year, how much time did those major networks give to that story? Would you believe in almost 18 months of coverage, they only gave less than 30 minutes to that story? 25 minutes and 6 seconds. And when they did talk about it, the survey showed or their research showed that much of the coverage was negative trying to discredit the information and mock one of the key players who brought the information forward someone who served our country in the military the man's last name is Bobolinsky I can't remember his first name so that's one major story now we come to find out that there's evidence all the information being dropped by a former op-ed opinion editorial editor at the New York Times Barry Weiss, who left the New York Times, I think it was last year, because of all the bias she was seeing in the agenda-driven coverage. So she did a series of, of uh, Twitter feeds, sent out information regarding the, the collusion effect and what was going on behind the scenes at Twitter, where so many people on the conservative side of things felt that they were being suppressed. The messages, the points they were trying to make, the information they were trying to get out regarding the election or other issues that people need to know about, regardless of where you stand in politics, information you need to make decisions. They were pretty much silenced. We mentioned the story in the news, if you heard it, the, the shadow banning, what that means. So basically what they do is they uh, blacklist you. And now, according to these different uh, Twitter releases that's coming out, whether it's Matt Taibbi, formerly of the Rolling Stone, who's an independent journalist, and uh, Ms. Weiss, who's a former editor at the New York Times, also now an independent journalist, there is not only a consistent pattern, but there was actually a team of people who were directed to flag certain accounts and to suppress particular stories over and over and over again. So that goes in conjunction with that report 
that the MRC put out earlier this year. And what was happening all the time, anyone who disagreed with anybody on the left, especially on these hot-button issues, they were called, obviously, and they were you know, told you're crazy, as Doug was mentioning earlier, or basically you were said to have a conspiracy theory. Don't pay attention to that person. They don't make any sense. It's nothing but conspiracy theories. But there actually was a conspiracy going on. At the top level of Twitter, there were three or four executives that were involved in suppressing different, different stories and different accounts. So again, regardless of where you stand, as we were just talking in the Inside Word segment with Doug Keck, whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat, if that's how you vote, if you're independent, everyone should want and demand accurate information from the media. And they should expect law enforcement not to be involved in politics and not to be involved in sending messages to the media. Now, there's always going to be sources, inside sources, but what was happening there is there was a whole directive coming from the left to only put out a certain type of story. And even now, I mentioned this in the first hour of my program, the White House press secretary just this week was asked about the Twitter drops. You know what she called it? Oh, it's a distraction. And then she did, this is the oldest trick in the book, projection, deflection, ad hominem attacks on Elon Musk, talking about, oh, this Twitter is a distraction, and look at Elon Musk, all these questions are being raised about him. So it's his fault. She's not even answering any of the questions that were raised in these, in these Twitter drops about the information being suppressed. Now, again, it doesn't matter where we stand on these issues politically in terms of your party preference. We need information, accurate information, in order to make decisions. So how many people were misled back in 2020 and in this election? The fear-mongering, the gaslighting, the lies. And now it's all coming out, but after the fact, unfortunately. So it's super important for us to understand this is why I'm always talking about knowing how the media work and using that great quote from Archbishop Chaput. I know till I'm blue in the face, but it's so true. We need to know how the media work so they don't work on us. Vanessa Denhagarmo has a testimony in my book, Listening for God, where she talks just about this. So when COVID was beginning and there were questions being raised about the isolation, about the lockdowns, she raised a question about these doctors who were interviewed by an ABC affiliate in California. And all she did was say, hey, guys, to fellow reporters, what do you think of this? This is a very interesting interview. She didn't say yay or nay that she thought these guys were right and blah, blah, blah. She just said, how many people have seen this? I'm just interested to hear what you have to say. Well, you talk about gaslighting and attacks. She writes about it in my book. Incredible. And all she did was ask a question about an interview. She didn't go off on a tangent and say, these doctors are right and all this information they're saying is accurate. She goes, no, this is really interesting. I wonder what you guys think. And she was accused of being a conspiracy theorist and a bad journalist because she put that out there. All because she simply asked a question about doctors who were already out there on the media talking about what they see and how they're very concerned about what was happening with the way the medical community was dealing with COVID. Just asking a question. And this has been happening over and over and over again, and now there is proof of this. 
And just so you know, the two independent journalists working on these stories now, taking this information from Twitter, they're not conservative by any means. Especially Matt Taibbi wrote a big, very, very detailed book about Donald Trump. He's not a Trump fan. He's not a conservative by any means. But he left the Rolling Stone magazine because he didn't like the way they were reporting. It was too agenda-driven. That he says over and over again in his work, it's not about my opinion unless I'm writing an op-ed piece. That's a whole different ballgame. If it's labeled opinion editorial, fine. But not when you're supposed to be a general news reporter or doing a news story. There's a big difference. But now it's all muddled together and it's all agenda and there's proof. So this is why we need to be very, very careful when we consume the media. How much are we being emotionally abused by the media? Now it's pretty evident it's been happening and it's been happening to the nth degree, impacting votes, impacting elections, impacting life issues, and so much further. So important to know how the media work. I'm sure Father Matei will have a lot to say about that. He's up next. Stay tuned. The Knights of Columbus Council 5052 invite all KTH 910 AM listeners to their holiday spaghetti dinner this Friday, December 9th at the Spring Lake Event Center in Dallas. Doors open at 6 o'clock and dinner will be served beginning at 6.30 and there is a very high chance of a special visit by Santa Claus. Tickets are $10 for adults, $5 for children with a family maximum cost of $30. Come enjoy some delicious food while supporting the Knights of Columbus this Friday evening. Do you think it would be easier to walk in your faith journey alone or alongside others? Scripture teaches us that we are meant to be in community. Pope Francis recently commented that fraternity is essential to the human quality. The number one Catholic fraternity is the Knights of Columbus, and they have made it easier than ever to join. By joining, your family will enjoy a wide array of membership benefits, like a subscription to the largest Catholic publication, the Columbia Magazine. You can go online right now and become a member. Go to knights.net. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S dot net. Hi, I'm Debbie Giorgiani. And I'm Adam Bly. We're the hosts of The Spirit World every Saturday morning on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us as we help answer your questions on angels, demons, and how the physical and spiritual worlds interact. That's The Spirit World from the Station of the Cross Studios every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband Bill and I own Mastertech Auto Repair in Plano. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Mastertech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. Always great to catch up with Father Robert Mateg. He's author of a newly released book. He's written others, of course, but this one is his latest, Christendom Lost and Found, published by our friends at Ignatius Press. 
He's a member of the Maryland Province of the Jesuits. He's also lectured worldwide on philosophy and theology, a member of the National Ethics Committee of the CMA Catholic Medical Association, host and producer of The Catholic Current on our great affiliate station of the cross. Hey, Father, happy Advent. Long time no talk to. How are you? Uh, it, it, it has been a while, and I hope you and your husband have many graces of the season. So far, so good. Thanks be to God. All right, so very interested to talk to you about this book. Given what I just discussed in my Fact Check Friday segment about the media and what's been happening in terms of the culture, a lot of this, I mean, it's been going on for years, but it really, I think, came to a peak, and you started to notice this and started to keep a journal, what, about two years ago, right, Father? Right. It was the fall of 2019, and I said, you know, things have been going wrong for a very long time, and I think the pace is starting to accelerate. So I started to keep a journal, looking at the window, looking at the headlines, going in the chapel, sometimes looking in the mirror, and things really started to uh, accelerate in 2020. There was the COVID interruption. There were people kinetically thirsting for justice in, in the streets of our cities. And I said, why are things falling apart? And the root is, of course, because we've rejected Christ. And so in addition to keeping a journal of what was happening, you're kind of analyzing this from a, from a faith perspective. And then you say, Christian Jim Lawson found in the title, trying to help people get back to square one with Christ, correct? Right. My, my elevator pitch for the book is this, is that uh, what used to be known as Christendom, now called the West, back in 1789 in the French Revolution, said, hey, we got a great idea. Let's organize life without Christ. You, Trust me, you'll love it. And we ended up with a lot of bad art and even more dead bodies. And so what we need to do is, you know, retrieve the wisdom from the civilizations that were founded on Christ, that referred all things to Christ. Yes, there was never a golden era since Adam and Eve. There was never a good old days. There were always sinners. But there were there were people and cultures and civilizations that knew how to build on Christ. I want to learn their wisdom and have us plant those good seeds in the soil of our own time and place. To me, what was so um, just, how do I want to say this, shocking and upsetting was that so many people drank the Kool-Aid and are still drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, you know, especially as the COVID interruption really started to gain momentum, people asked me, Father, do you think this is God's judgment? And I, I said, I, I'm not sure. I, said, I, I don't think so, because I think uh, God wouldn't let me off the hook that easily. But this is a time of illumination. The thoughts of many are being revealed. And for the most part, I didn't like what I saw. People were prone to panic. They were prone to suspicion. Fear. Mm-hmm. They were fear. And you know what? Mob thinking and mob action. And, and the the people who said, hey, you know, you can trust me. I'm on your side. Yeah, not so much. We're talking with Father Robert Mateg, his latest book, Christendom Lost and Found, Meditations for a Post-Christian, uh, Post-Post-Christian Era. Why Post-Post-Christian Era? Uh, well, you know, that's that's an important thing. The post-Christian era is really in the West since 1789, the, the French Revolution. And we said, hey, you know what, that, that idea of living without Christ, it'll be great. That's run out of gas. That's in a ditch now. We need to come back to Christ, but do so in a way of having learned the painful lessons of trying to live 
without Christ. So that's why I call it a post-post-Christian era. Trying to live without our Lord hasn't worked for anyone. I hope we've learned our lessons. I do, but do you think we have, though? Because we keep doing the same things over and over again and expecting dis- different results. Of, uh, it was Einstein well, who said it. That's in definition for insanity. Well, well y- y- yes, it is. And you know what? There are a lot of people who should know better who apparently don't. So my suggestion is, wherever you are, you've got to get together with the faithful remnant. I don't have the how to avoid the apocalypse with this one weird <laughs> trick, you know, and, and I don't have this five-step plan to make everything better. Right. I believe firmly we are at the point where only divine intervention right. is, is going to get us out of the fix that we're in. But meanwhile, let's cooperate with God's grace. Let's listen to what Our Lady said at Fatima. And, you know, Our Lady didn't go to Fatima because she was a tourist. There was nothing there to see. Uh, and, you know, in, in my previous book, Real Philosophy for Real People, I, I talk about McTague's axiom, which states most institutions would rather die than admit that we ever made a mistake. Mm-hmm. We didn't get here in a hurry. We got here as a result of a lot of bad choices. And I think that a lot of institutions are, are just going to double down rather than, than admit that, that, we, that we, we made a mistake. Well, we and see that in the media. So, yeah. I mean, even, even for oh, example, sure. with an outlet like CNN, I mean, their ratings have been horrific, and they are losing money right. hand over fist. I'm sure they're being funded, though, by, by some of these uh, billionaires, these leftist billionaires. But at the same time, they're, there's, they're really not talking to anybody because their ratings are so low. I mean, their ratings are, are less than uh, some of these, these, these really, really small shows that you see, for example, on some you know cable station somewhere. But they don't care. They do not care. They would rather just have the lowest ratings on the planet versus speaking the truth and saying that well, they were know, wrong. It, it's, it's something similar with, with Disney as well. I don't expect Disney's going to be dialing it back uh, anytime soon. And, and, you know, Teresa, let's be candid. There are people who are telling us that we've been living in the new springtime of the Church, enjoying the fruits of the Second Advent since, you know, how many decades now? And if there's anything wrong, don't worry. John Paul wrote a very strongly worded letter about that 40 years ago. And no, things things are not fine. In in Belgium, people are asking to be unbaptized. I mean, you can't do that anyway, but people are are asking for that. So my book suggests that can we please admit things aren't working, and I begin to point where we can begin to retrieve the wisdom that kept people sane in the past. Okay, so where do we begin then, Father? Well, you know, uh, Lex Arandi, Lex Credendi, we have to begin with worship. Mm-hmm. You know, we tell our kids the Eucharist is the source and summit of our lives, and you know what? Our kids don't believe us, and rightly so. You know, people hand me sweat-stained polyester vestments at St. Typicals and ask me to endure banal music and an altar, which is a table from Ikea. Of course our kids are not going to believe that the Eucharist is the source and summit of our lives. And we don't teach our kids to go to confession on a regular basis. So if we start with worship, then that gets our spirituality in order, and that gets our morality in order. So I would start there. Start with worship and then build forward. Okay, but what do you mean by that? I mean, obviously you're talking about the Mass, the, the, the highest form right. of, of prayer, but, but and you right. start with worship. Well, you know, for, for, for most pastors, you know, re, reread the general instruction of the Roman Missal. Do a word search and see that the word silence appears 22 times. Uh, you know, Teresa, you and I have traveled a lot at St. Typicals in any part of the world. It's like live radio. 
Mm-hmm. The, where the greatest sin is dead air. There's never silence. There's always talking or someone's, you know, twinkling on, on the keys. You know, we, we're planning a Eucharistic revival in the United States. Let's start with a confessional revival first, or a Eucharistic revival won't really happen. And we've got to admit we've been we've been catechizing our kids and ourselves very badly for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I think if we start with those fundamentals, we can begin to rebuild. Talking with Father Robert Mateg, of course, from Station of the Cross, and he's a known philosopher and just a, a great theologian in his own right, and he's a Jesuit, and his book is Christendom, Lost and Found, Meditations for a Post-Post-Christian Era, his latest book, I should say, published by Ignatius Press. You know, after this, this last election, not that elections aren't important, and it was, a, it was a real mixed bag. There were some real bad things that happened for the pro-life movement. There were some good things that happened for the pro-life movement. But at the end of the day, I just came to the conclusion that it's really all about this encountering Christ. And unless we get back to that, if we really want to change the culture, we have to change hearts and minds, and we have to help lead people to Jesus. Right, and, and, you, know, and you can't give what you don't have. Right. You know, uh, the philosopher Nietzsche was a madman, but he wasn't stupid. But he did say, I'd be more inclined to believe in the Savior of the Christians if the Christians looked and sounded like they were saved. I mean, how many happy and effective Christians do you know uh, you know, n- not not a lot, not a lot, and people who drift into Mass uh, late and leave early, dressed with their SpongeBob SquarePants t-shirts on, and I'm talking about adults who absentmindedly receive communion with one hand, drop the host, and say, oops, can I get another one? These are not the people who are going to be leading the restoration in Christ, mm-hmm. and we do them a disservice if we think that they're going to gain heaven with that with that attitude and with that kind of behavior. So again, I keep going back to individual conversion, the building of small communities, right. leading to the renewal of, of culture. Th- that's that's what I you know that's what Saint Augustine was talking about when he watched the fall of Rome, uh, and I, I took some inspiration from Augustine. How do we have balance in this, Father? And by the way, if you're just joining us on Catholic Connection on a Friday morning, chatting with Father Robert Mateg about his latest book, Christianton Lost and Found, because we still have the joy of the Lord. We're going into uh, Gaudete Sunday this weekend, and there's no doubt, everything you said is absolutely true, especially in terms of of the culture and how many people have been drinking the Kool-Aid. I refuse to give in to negativity. I want to be balanced right. and be joyful because of what we have in the Catholic faith, which is the fullness of truth. Right. We have the Eucharist, we have the saints, we have the Mass. So how do you balance that without getting overwhelmed with all the bad news? You see, that that's a really important question, and I'm prone to Irish melancholy myself. So my challenge is to remind myself that Christ crucified and risen, Christ returning in glory, is Christ reigning right now. Jesus of Nazareth is not an absentee landlord promising to collect the rent at the end of days. Our crucified and risen King is reigning right now. He is sovereign. He offers the grace of salvation. He and the entire company of heaven are working for our salvation, and he's giving us the dignity of fighting at his side in order to share in his victory, his glory, and his joy. So while we have to have a very sober assessment of our situation, it is also right and just for us to be happy warriors. 
That's a, a happy warriors. I, I was thinking about that after the election in Michigan, which is such a downer for what we went through. And we worked so hard at, at Ave Maria and here at EW Chan to try to get some of these proposals, these horrific proposals defeated, not to mention put pro-life people uh, back in office or in office. And right. we didn't do that well. We did okay. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a blue wave. It wasn't a red wave, obviously. But at the same time, there was a lot of joy because I saw so many people rising up to the occasion. I, I've never seen a movement like we've seen with Proposal 3 in Michigan in terms of different forces coming together to try and defeat that thing. So to me, that gave me a lot of hope and joy, despite yes, everything. Yes. You, you know, there is uh, the, uh, one of the tricks of the enemies is to have us believe that we're alone, right? that we're isolated, that nobody cares, that we're orphans, that we don't have any resources, that we don't have a loving father uh, in heaven. So, yes, we have to have social engagement. We have to have political uh, engagement. Uh, but above all, we need Christian fellowship in terms of worship and prayer. Find people that you can make the five first Saturdays with. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing is, is really important. And that's going to give us the energy to, to engage in the fight in the long haul. Uh, you know, yes, we have to vote. We also have to put not our trust in princes, as, as the Bible says. But we have to realize that in, until our last breath, we're, we're in a fight. Right. And if we keep that in mind, we're going to sustain ourselves. This is this is not heaven. This is a pilgrimage. This is a journey, right? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I want my money back if this is heaven. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Father, great to catch up with you. Thanks for your, your beautiful, solid teaching and clear teaching. And appreciate it. The latest book, Christendom Lost and Found. Meditations for a post-post-Christian era by our friend, Father Robert Mateg. You can hear him, of course, on Station of the Cross with the Catholic Current. Padre, stay strong and keep smiling. Uh, Thank you so much, Teresa. God bless you. All right. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk soon. When we come back, we'll let you know what's coming up as we enter into the third week of Advent already. Stay tuned. The Encounter Conference, December 28th through the 30th at the DeVos Place Convention Center in Grand Rapids, Michigan. 13 powerful speakers. Do you want more? The truth is, brothers and sisters, there is no solution to the cultural and church crisis but Jesus Christ the Lord, alive in a church that's empowered by the Holy Spirit. Period. That's it. He's finding out right now who's with me, who wants to live in the Spirit of God, who wants to follow me. That's what he's doing. It's going to be a work of God for the glory of the Father, the Father glorifying the Son in the power of the Holy Spirit through a people who are alive to Him and are proclaiming Him with everything they've got. Register today at EncounterConference.org. That's EncounterConference.org. The EWTN home video highlight for December is the EWTN Family Christmas Special. The Choir of the Eternal Word Television Network performs classical Christmas carols with a special commentary by Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Order your DVD or CD at EWTNRC.com 24 hours a day, 7 days a week or call 1-800-854-6316. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. 
Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Wishing you a peaceful and joyful weekend. Make sure you stay tuned to EWTN for continued great coverage of the news and the culture and everything happening in the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith. Of course, as Doug Keck mentioned, you can always go to EWTN.com and also for archives of this particular program, Catholic Connection, my wonderful producer, Andrew, We'll get this all together for you, and you can go back and listen or share one of the interviews by just going to AveMariaRadio.net in the archives section on our website, and you just look for Catholic Connection. Looking forward to uh, traveling to Sacramento tomorrow and speaking at Good Shepherd Catholic Church to do their Advent retreat. I'm going to be focusing on the Blessed Mother as we are in between, of course, the Immaculate Conception and Our Lady of Guadalupe on Monday talking about the apparitions and also talking a little bit about Rosie Posey, my mom, my mother, and the influence our moms have in our lives, and how Mary is truly, truly the ultimate disciple, thanks to her yes. And remember what St. Catherine of Siena said, when you say yes to God, when you are who you are called to be, you will set the world ablaze. Have a great weekend, and God willing, talk to you on a Monday. Ciao, ciao. been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a very big thank you to each of you who stepped up to support the GRN during our recent Christmas share with the theme of Come, Let Us Adore Him. Many of you prayed for the success of the share you called in with pledges of financial support, and you helped as volunteers in our call center or donated meals. On behalf of all of us here at KTH 910 AM, thank you very much for your support of Catholic Radio, and we pray that you have a very happy and holy Advent season. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into the suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood.
Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.